MMA Roasted Podcast. I am here with Bill Dawes, uh, one of my favorite people in the world, hilarious uh-huh. comedian, great actor, true friend. Like, you're one of those guys that if I ever needed something, uh, I don't know if, like, I could count on you to, like, because I have certain friends that I have that if I had it to get rid of a body and, <laughs> and, I, and I called them, they would, like, my friend Aldo is like that guy. There's, like, five yeah. guys. I don't know if I'd call you. I feel like you might. No, but I could pick you up from the airport. I'm, like, that level of friend. I could pick <laughs> Yeah, but I think you would though. I think I think you would get rid of the body, but you just would like like don't tell me anything. Like, like you would just start to know, and then because I I think I'm one of those people that would like that until I tell like my wife, and then she'd be like, "No, you're not going to go drive that guy," you know. Uh, which you know, she's like, "You have kids, blah blah blah." But but you know, I understand it though. Um, well, the so, question: uh, are, are you the type of friend that if anything were to happen, like someone were to me to me, you'd come out publicly and defend me? Yes. Uh, yes, yes, I would defend you. I, I, uh, are you trying to tell me something? Because I feel like there's <laughs> – that's, that's a very specific question. Because um, people happens all the time. They get, they get in trouble, and they're like, oh, I got friends. And their friends are like, yep. Yeah. You know? No, no, I, of course. So we're here with uh, the, the champ. We have Juliana Pena in the house. She's a real friend. She's somebody that, like, if I had to get rid of a body, I would call her. She, she might actually have her own body to get rid of. Uh, but <laughs> – she is the champ. I, when she won the belt, I was going apeshit. Like, I was going, I watched it with Forrest Griffin. It was like that Rocky Four meet. Remember, like, when Paulie and that coach, and he was like, and then I jumped on Forrest. I, it's going to be on a UFC Fight Pass on a, uh, that, 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 show, that reaction show. I don't know the name of the show. But uh, fan, anyway, I should know the name of the show that I was on. But I, I, I jumped on him. I started wrestling him. That's how happy I was. She's getting her nails done uh, because she told me she has another podcast. She's a more important podcast to do. So I get the – I'm like the nail guy podcast. You're the pedicure like, podcast. Yeah, I'm the pedicure. I'm, I'm like the filler. But either way, uh, how are you, Juliana? I'm great. How are you doing? Good. Congrats on going on Ellen yesterday. Uh, yeah, it was a few days ago. Thank you. Yes, yes, with Mario Lopez. Yeah, I was expecting Ellen. But I'll take Mario. He's awesome. I love Mario. He's a gigantic fight fan, too, so it ended up working out. He looks like a lesbian, too, so it's, it's the same thing. Um, but, uh, you know, Mario hey. Lopez. You know, he's, Mario <laughs> Lopez at the gym is, like, a legit boxer and a legit tough guy. Oh, really? And he was, like, a, he was ranked in the state as a wrestler. Like, he legit. Wow. He's, he's not. No. Yeah. yeah, out of all those Hollywood guys that train, he's one of them that can actually kick your butt, like, for real, for real. Yeah, I, I've heard I've heard stories about don't 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 spar with Mario because he'll he'll go light and then he'll just try to knock you out. I got warned by Freddie yeah. Roach actually. Uh, yeah. But forget about Mario Lopez. This is about you. This is uh, perfect. Time. 
Saved by the Bell joke, just FYI. Anyway, go ahead. No, no Saved by the Bell. Um, so, Pena, it, it, the news broke today. You're going to be coaching the Ultimate Fighter? Yes, sir. Yes, I am. You are looking at the new coach of season 30, the Ultimate Fighter. Wow. Wow, wow. Now, what, what, what weights? Uh, so I believe it's 125 and heavyweight, 125 women and uh, heavyweight men. So I, I, I couldn't be a bigger contrast, but I guess they're doing it big for the 30th season. So I like it. I li now you won the ultimate fighter. Uh, yeah, you were an underdog and they, no one was picking you and you went out and you won, uh, once again, proving everybody wrong. Are you gonna, are you excited to coach? Are you, are you excited to be the coach? <laughs> I'm super excited. I feel like everything's coming full circle for me. And, and what better way to give back than to where it all started for me personally. I got my start in the UFC at, in 2013, uh, coaching or uh, being on the show. So to, to now give back to the next generation of up and coming fighters and to, you know, come back to where it all started for me is, is an honor. I'm super excited. Are you nervous? Because sometimes you like speak your mind and I love it. But there are times you say things that on paper that don't necessarily like what you mean. Are you nervous about being edited the wrong way? I told my sister that today that I just, I can't even really trust what comes out of my mouth half the time. And I'm really, really trying hard to like breathe, take a beat, listen to what was asked of me before I start, you know, spouting off at the mouth. And I think that's going to be the most difficult thing for me because I just say what I think, no filter. And it's really getting me into a, a ton of trouble. And I don't mean to come across as, you know, insensitive. Um, but it's, it's definitely something that I'm working on and, and trying to navigate as I go on this journey of, you know, having all eyes on me now that I'm the champ. So it's, it's going to be interesting. So yes. let me ask you about the Ultimate Fighter, because obviously that's not live. So anything you say is pre-recorded. Is there a team, like a crisis management team with Ultimate Fighter, just to make sure that none of that shit gets aired? Like, do you get to pre-screen what's said? Um, no, I mean, I guess they kind of edit it, like, to how you actually truly are. So, I, I mean, I, I have a uphill battle because you know how I am can sometimes come across as you know not the best so I'm just I I hope that I'm you know I might send some cookies to the editing team or like some Starbucks gift cards or something and just pray and hope for the best that they're just gonna get me in the best light but we'll see well the truth is you're one of the nicest people I know and thank you're, you you're such a kind heart you got the biggest heart you're like like most people they win the championship they're like Adam who like they change their number uh, <laughs> You know, you're, you're, you're not that person. Um, uh, have you noticed that now that you're the champ, have you got more friends? Are people reaching out to you? Are, are rappers trying to get in your DMs? But what's going on? <laughs> there's definitely a lot of people reaching out to me, absolutely. Um, there's so many, and it makes me sad that I can't get back to everyone. Um, and it's just been a total, total like media, like people are constantly, I have at least 10 messages and 10 emails a day from like somebody that they want me to be a part of this or they want me to be a part of that. And, you know, um, my one best friend in Spokane, she said at best, everybody wants a piece of the gold, you know? So it's kind of something that, you know, I anticipated and I knew that that was going to come. And so I'm, I'm definitely wearing that hat and I'm, and I'm proud. Um, I would just say that my phone's been a, t a lot more busier than normal. Any like celebrities like Halle Berry or the Jonas Brothers or is anybody like are you just like holy shit like Wiz Khalifa or someone? There had to be <laughs> no. somebody reached out to you that you were like oh my god you're a little starstruck at least one person. Yeah. 
yeah, I mean, Vince Vaughn called me. He congratulated me and was like, what's up? And so I was happy for that. But no, just running into the other people that you do at the UFC that are like big fans, like Johnny Knoxville and uh, Mark Wahlberg was there. And um, I saw, you know, Mike Tyson again and even even Mario Lopez. So to see like the, the amount of uh, fans that the UFC has and, and to meet all these awesome celebrities, I think is probably the coolest part for me. Like I didn't want to be too um, antsy with Mark Wahlberg, but like, I was like gonna ask him for a photo, but I'm like, don't you do it. Don't you be that person that asks for a photo. But like, literally he was talking to me and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm talking to Mark Wahlberg right now. Are you kidding me? No, Somebody pinch me. He's talking to you. He's an actor. You're an actual a doer. Um, yeah. yeah. Now I was fighting with people on your Instagram because before the fight, I said, you got this. And then like a hundred people were like, yeah, right, blah, 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 blah. And then after you won, I'm like, you were saying, I went back and just like checked all those people from your, my Twitter from five years ago. Uh, how did you deal with like all these people that like were doubting you? Like, how did you not get mad at that? Well, remember, like you said, uh, when I was on The Ultimate Fighter, no one believed in me. They all doubted me. It's kind of been like the black cloud looming over my head since I started and since I've been fighting all this time like no one ever thinks that I'm gonna win and no one ever you know thinks that I'm gonna do good and so it's kind of like something that I'm used to I'm used to that underdog position and I'm used to um being in that do or die type of situation where you have to win or win or go home you know so uh I'm used to it I loved it I think there's nothing better than to prove people wrong and, and give them a big I told you so except I can't tell them I told you so because I'm living in a culture where you can't say anything without offending anybody so it's just like in my head I'm like I told you so but I you know you don't want to be too vocal but also in, in fairness Juliana like I, we, we did a podcast before your fight and everybody in the pod, including me was like oh I'm going for I'm, I'm putting money on Nunes but and Adam was the one guy who's like no I'm telling you Juliana's got this we were like what same thing just we were saying but that being said in fairness like can you blame the populace for believing that because the fact that you gave birth the fact that you've you start, even like your MMA career, you started later. It's not like you were Ronda Rousey doing judo at age nine. So it doesn't, it doesn't make sense on paper that you would be the champion. Do you know what I'm saying? I, what is the I think, that makes you so different and so special? I, I think it absolutely says on paper that I'm going to be a champion because I'm a fighter. I'm a fighter. I'm a fighter through and through in my heart and my mind and my body and my soul. I am a fighter. They always say, how'd you find fighting? I'm like, I didn't find fighting. Fighting found me. Literally. I have this innate ability inside of me to never want to quit, to never want to give up and to just be relentless and to be that person that says, I told you so, you know, and to make people believers. And so that's just something that that's either in you or it's not, you know, and that's definitely um, something that I think with my um, upbringing, with my parents, with the way that I grew up as a kid, getting beat up by my family, and with even the hard lessons that I've had to learn in MMA, fighting world champion after world champion, you know, fighting the, the top uh, uh, the, that the division has to offer, and just being relentless in my spirit and, and having that mental fortitude to, to continue to push through even when I don't want to push through I think that you know maybe on paper my record's not undefeated but I will say that the machine does a really great job of hyping the people that they want to hype up and making the regular public believe whatever it is that they're trying to sell they do a great job of that there's nobody that does it better um, but anybody that's a true fan like Adam and anybody that's actually paying attention knows not to count me out and that I'm going to kick 
punch, you know, literally do everything that I have to do in order to get my hand raised. If I got to, uh, you know, with, with regards to not pulling hair and eye gouging. No, I knew if it was a battle, a battle of toughness, there was no way you were going to lose. I was a little, I mean, the one nervous was like, oh shit, maybe, maybe we'll get to that point. Uh, yeah. When did, did, did that fight go exactly how you thought it was gonna go? Um, I wouldn't say exactly, but it pretty much went the way that I thought it was gonna go in regards to I was gonna get my hand raised at whatever uh, cost, you know. Um, but I definitely anticipated it to be more of a, um, more of a brawl. I, I was prepared to go 25 minutes of pure fighting. And so for it to be ended in the second round was a bit of a shock to me. I thought it was going to go longer and be a little bit of a harder fight, but Hey, hats off to her. It, if whatever her excuse is, if she wasn't, um, if she wasn't taking me serious, if she was underestimating me, if she, you know, had COVID or whatever, whatever it is that she wants to tell herself, that's fine. Um, because we're going to run it back and we're going to do it again. And we're going to be able to, uh, put, I'm going to be able to put the naysayers to bed a second time and, and, and run it back so that we can, you know, just replay it in everybody's mind. Hi, hello, I'm here. I already introduced myself, but let me make the introduction once again, just in case you guys aren't hearing me. I love that about you because a lot of people like if they had any kind of doubt on themselves they'd be like all right I won who's next and you're like fuck it I want her again and that just shows the kind of person you are the first round when she took you down I was like no 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 I was like no 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 and then you go back to your corner and you're and Rick is like you got her just where you want and I'm like am I am I, am I watching what the, like, what, like <laughs> what are they telling her I'm like are they what type and then the second round you I uh, so the first round that that couldn't have gone the way you wanted the first round. Actually, it did. Um, it went perfectly. Um, you know, if I got like a teep kicked, I think to the ground, and I was like, "Yes, you know, come, like, get, like, do this." Um, I was had my back taken, but she was like getting a straight arm lock. I was like soccerabbing her arm, and I was like, "I'm gonna get the first ever win by straight arm lock in the UFC." Like, I legitimately thought that's how I was about to win. Um, and then it went from straight arm lock to I reattacked for the Kimura and then the round ended. And so honestly, I went back to my corner like perfect. This is exactly the way that I wanted it to go. So it, it really did go the, the way that I had anticipated. And, and it was easier to get the takedown than I thought because I didn't have to try hard for it. I was like, she let me take, she, she took me down. So I was like, perfect. Now, this is a girl that knocked out Cyborg. She knocked out Ronda Rousey in 48 seconds. She obliterated Misha Tate. She, she knocked down, I think she might be knocked. I mean, she fucked up Holly Holm. Let's say, I, I, I gotta watch that fight again. She knocked her out, yep. At what point do you take her punch and go, man, she doesn't punch as hard as I thought, or like, at what point were you like, I could take this, this girl's punch? Uh, the, the entire time, and it started before the fight, you know? I, I kind of like fight myself before I'm back there, like punch myself in the chin and like make sure that like I'm literally look like a crazy person just socking myself in the face right before I go out there. So, you know, I uh, I have been doing this long enough and I have been raised in such a tough environment with my brother um, whomping on me with sock bombs and, and just literally beating the snot out of me that like I'm pretty confident that if a girl and another girl and I weigh the same amount, you know, that I'm confident to get in there with, with anybody that they put in front of me. So, so you were it, never it doesn't rocked, matter. You never kind of rocked at all? You never saw any stars coming up or? No. Nothing. No. Uh-uh. Juliana, when, when did you notice that she, she broke or when did she get, because she kind of gave up, which is a weird thing that 
that I haven't really seen at that level of fighting that someone just kind of like, I, I, you won, I give up. She almost like submitted to you before you even got the, the choke in. When did you notice that she broke? Was it like in the beginning of that, that round or what? It was, it, was when, uh, it was when I had that straight arm lock. I could feel her like kissing in her pants. She was like, I'm old crap. Like she was in really big trouble with that straight arm lock. Um, and uh, when she got up from, from that, she had a big smile on her face. But she wasn't smiling because she was like, yeah, I got her. She was smiling like, OF, you know what I mean? Yeah. So now, definitely, now, in, that, uh, definitely now, in that first round. Now, people were criticizing the fact that she tapped to that, to that choke. But Rick said that he, you guys worked on some special variation that he knows that made that choke differently. And then people were like, yeah, right. I'm like, no, this dude's a fucking wizard. Like, Rick is the most underappreciated coach. If anyone could come up with some kind of strange thing, it's this guy. He just, he's yeah. just the loudest guy in the room, but he's, he's, yeah. he's a nerd. Um, yeah. Did that, is, is that, is he telling the truth? He's is, absolutely telling. Is that, telling. Is that he's sick Yes. Yeah, that's like, yes, that's sick jitsu. Uh, he's absolutely telling the truth. And that is a choke that I beat Sarah McMahon with the same exact thing in the same exact way. So it's just uh, for him, for, for anybody that doubted, it's just like, no, that, that's a fact. That's a real choke. It's a legit choke. And we've been working on it for, for a long time. So I, I won the same way back in January with that same exact choke. So it's not something that's like some secret mystery. It's just a uh, it's just a variation of a rear naked choke from from Sikitu from nuts. He 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 like it was like the Capitol rally. He stormed the fucking the octagon. He got arrested. He got thrown away. Uh, did you talk to him afterwards? Then he was like crying in your arms. It was like Rocky, except that you were Rocky and he was Adrian. Like what <laughs> what what's going? What happened there? No, you know, um, me and Mike started within one week of each other. We have been. Um, brothers and sisters in arms since we started in 2008 and so uh we're very close we've always talked about this moment we've always talked about you know getting our careers uh to this to this place and so for us to one of us to be the first one to do it i think was very uh special for him and hang on for just one second i love you you want to say hi hi <laughs> hi hi give me a kiss give me a kiss can you ask your dad for twenty dollars? <laughs> I forgot tip money. Um, no, I'll, we'll keep it here. I'll keep it here. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Are hang, you, hang on for just one second. Yeah. Hey, do you have twenty dollars cash? I'll pay you back. I forgot. Thank you. What was that? Are you her new? Are you, are you like the pimp now? That you're the champ. Like what's go, like you're like get your daddy twenty bucks. <laughs> Is that what's going on here? Give me that money. No, I just didn't have time. I am literally so stressed for time right now. I have to um, go buy another suitcase to pack for the Ultimate Fighter. I have uh, the LFA fights that I have to go to tonight. Then I have to pack all my stuff tomorrow and then head out. You know, Are you first back thing with Sunday the actors? Morning. You guys were split up. They were saying single mom. Then you guys were at Disneyland. Now you're getting $20 from them. What, what, <laughs> what, what, what is going on here with you? Like... <laughs> no, is talking no. to friends that we can't talk about. No, that. yeah, no, we we're uh, we're doing we're doing our thing. We are doing our we're doing our thing. So okay. that's the co-parent the co-parenting thing. Co-parent, and, and now he's a cop from Chicago. So yeah, the thank you. Guy, the only guy that can handle you is a Chicago cop. 
uh, by the way. So if he, he, he can't, he can't handle me actually. No, he prefers okay. his students, but that's okay. Oh, okay. So the only guy is a black belt cop from Chicago. That's, that's so like, I thought I'm like, maybe this will work because he's a black belt cop in Chicago, but, uh, but it seems like you guys are good. It seems like nothing's changed. I'm happy because it was chaos before. So it's chaos now, which is great. So you know, we're, we're just, uh, we're just doing what's in the best interest of our daughter and that's, you know, parenting, uh, to the best of our abilities. So that's, uh, that's all we care about is making sure that everything's good for our daughter. And, and that's the most important are thing. Are getting trained in uh, jujitsu and sick jitsu and fighting or no, are you keeping She, she, uh, so she, he owns a gym and she, uh, trains a few times a week. She's still real young though. It's four, hard to get right? her to pay attention. Yeah. She's, she just turned four. So it's, it's really hard to get her to pay attention, but, um, yeah, she's, she's such an awesome kid. She's seriously the best. She's so Who pays cool. for school? Uh, I do. We both do. So I, I do it, you know, three times a, a week, sometimes two times a week. Sometimes he does it two times. Um, but we, we trade off and on depending on what his uh, days off are. Do all the kids run up to you and go, you're the champ. They make a big thing saying to enter school. No, no, no one knew what I, who I was or what I was doing prior. And then literally in the last week I've been getting like parents coming up to me every day when I'm dropping her off and they're congratulating me and you know, the school's sending little notes in her, uh, in her little um, homework folders, congratulating me and sending me, you know, emails and stuff saying congratulations. So I, if they didn't know before, they know now and, and they're very supportive. That's awesome. I get bullied by my kid. My daughter's friends are like, they told her I was a comedian. They go, you're funny. Try to poke me. They all point at me and go, you're funny, but like in a rude way. And then, uh, and then this little boy tries to hug my daughter every single day, which is fine, but he's like coming on too strong. So I, I tell him, I'm like, I'm like, hey buddy, just, his name is Ocean. I'm like, hey man, just, you know, it's hard to get, you know, you're a little bit, you're coming on a little, you, you, you know, you're, you're going to get a friend zone. I'm, I'm trying to. <laughs> yeah. But, I don't know how to feel about that. Like they talk about little boyfriends and girlfriends and I'm like, I'll kill him. You know, like, heck no. There's, she's not allowed to date right now. She's one four. Little punched, like, one, one little kid punched my daughter. Uh, but I was like, you got to tell the teacher. My wife's like, no, knock her, knock him out. I'm like, no, no. Like, you're not. I'm gonna just tell the teacher first and then see what happens. But don't. Uh, I, yeah. I have questions for you, Juliana. They're very serious questions. Yes. Fun. Yes. Has Hollywood come to you with movies, scripts, and films? Because it seems like you're custom made to be an action star. Number one. Number two, has Maduro reached out to you? The Did president. Did you say Moderna? No, the president of Venezuela. Oh, Maduro. Um, no, he hasn't. That's okay. No, he hasn't. And um, I, that's so funny. The color that I'm choosing is Hollywood and vibe. Um, but the answer is no. So I did get some sides and some scripts sent to me um, through uh, an agency. But like, honestly, I think that that's kind of uh, the wrong direction for what I'm trying to do right now. I just need to focus on fighting you get paid through fighting. Everyone knows you through fighting and this is how you're going to make your money is through fighting. All that other stuff can come later. But the second that you're distracted with the Hollywood and the LA glam and everything like that is when you go into the cage and you get knocked out, you know? So I just want to focus right now, all of my attention on defending and being the champion and being the best champion that I can be. And then after that, of course, I would love to do that kind of stuff. Absolutely. I think stand up comedy though for my next comedy jam, you're going to do seven minutes on the comedy. <laughs> 
I, I, I told you that I would, I really need help with that. But I was talking the other day and I started like thinking about what I was saying. And I was like, actually, that was really funny. And I was like, I think I should write that down. And I'm like, I think this is how they write jokes. I'm getting yes. it. I'm doing it. You're going to be great. We're going to make sure that you come out like uh, guns a blazing. It's going to be, it's going to be hilarious. What was with that seven out of 10 rating you guys gave me on freaking fight pass the other day? Who? Yeah. Was that you? No. Was that you, Bill? Seven out of ten for what? <laughs> yeah, they gave me a they they gave me like a pre-performance number of what they think I'm gonna you know do on the show, and I got a seven out of ten. That's ridiculous. Come on, <laughs> no, ten out of ten. First of all, she went and saw me when I was performing at like pizzerias and pizza. <laughs> she was on crutches. Like I never saw a person with more crutches on it. Like her entire ACL was blown. It was like a transformer. Both legs. They're like. I'm like, this is Juliana. I'm like, when's your next fight? She's like, I'm fighting in two weeks. I'm like, get out of your fucking mind. Dude, she's, this, this girl is like. Crazy. But that's the thing. That's the thing. I am such a comedy fan and it's something that I've always wanted to do and something that like I've uh, thoroughly enjoyed all my life. Like I am a massive comedy fan. And so to, to finally, you know, put something together. I mean, we'll see how it goes. When is it again? Uh, I think it's in April. She she helped me with my audition for Tremors Five too, which which went to Jamie Kennedy, by the way. Kennedy. Jamie Kennedy actually beat me for that for that audition. Uh, Didn't we do something with Jamie Kennedy though? I feel like he was still in that area where we all like. No, no, no. Jamie Kennedy Kennedy came to Spokane one time, and I I ended up hanging out with him when he was in Spokane when he visited. I love Jamie Kennedy. He's great. No, one hundred one hundred percent. But I I think that Juliana looks like the a hotter version of the girl from all the Marvel things. The one that's dating Cory Booker. What's your name? Rosario Dawson. Yeah, Rosario Dawson. She kind of looks like her a little bit. I could see her. Uh, except way hotter. Well, yeah, way hotter. Of course, of course, of course. Now, no, no, no. She's, she's awesome. I love Rosario Dawson. Now, I see you trying to get Rhonda to come back. Uh, you're, yeah. I see you baiting Rhonda. You're like, I wish Rhonda would come back. She just went back to the WWE. Do you think there's a chance that she'll come back to fight you? And Never say never, right? Like, I, I definitely think that that's a, a chance. Okay, so here's what I'm looking at it as uh number one if i was this gigantic superstar in the ufc and i last went out on two knockouts me as a fighter that would bother me that would like eat me and destroy me at my core but maybe it doesn't for her you know what i mean maybe she doesn't care and maybe it doesn't bother her at all for me it would bother me so i think that that's got to be something that she you know wants to do to to res to rectify her her way of leaving, you know? So I think that's what real champs do anyways. You know what I mean? Real champs fall off the horse and they get back on and they still ride again. So I'm just ho hoping in terms of her wanting to, you know, avenge those losses that she, she comes back. Um, and I think it would be great for her. It'd be great for uh, me, of course. And it would be great for, for the fans. I think that's what the fans want. So it's definitely, in my opinion, not out of the realm of possibility, but I mean, you'd have to, you'd have to talk to her about that. She said, anything you might want to come back. Uh, who knows? What was that? Has she said anything that she might want to come back? Like any indication? I, I, oh, I have no idea. No, I have absolutely no idea. But you were there, right? When she lost to Holly, you were in Australia. I was in Australia. I was in front row there. Yep, I was. Why were you there? Um, because I was waiting for her to win so that I could call her out. Because they weren't letting me fight for for the title then either. So I was supposed to be like, "Let's go! I want to fight Ronda." But did Just they like I did at UFC 200 when I fought uh, Kat Zingano. What'd you say? Did they fly you out there? 
They flew me out there. Yeah, it was the best, literally the best time I've ever had. Honestly, Australia was so much fun. The people were great. They drove me around in their Ferraris and they like are drunk by noon every day. Like they're so fun. And it was such a beautiful, beautiful spot. Literally, Australia is gorgeous. I had so much fun. What's up, people? Bet online. I'd like to wish you a very happy new betting year as we continue to march to the playoffs and beyond. BetOnline remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. It's a new year. It's a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code CLNS50 to get started. They got football, basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC, to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of the amazing offers available for 2022. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, check them out now. So you were there just to talk shit to Rhonda. Pretty much, <laughs> I, I think. <laughs> it's like they flew you out in the front row, just and they, were they telling you, like, storm the cage as soon as you went? No, went? no, they don't tell you anything. All they say is they're just coming to be a special guest and to hang out at the fan experience and do some signings and talk to the fans. And so I'm always down for that. Of course, of course, of course. Now, did you buy a new house uh, now that you won? No, I'm still in the same spot, but my agent really wants me to buy another house. Like, I already, I'm part owner of the one that I live in now, but he's like, just be done with that one and go buy a new house. And so I'm like nervous to call the realtor, you know, like I, I know that my agent really wants me to, but I'm like, I'm nervous, right? Are you going to live in Chicago? Stay in, in Chicago? Yeah, I have to. Yeah. Cause uh, with her dad and everything, he's, he's, he ain't going nowhere. And I, he's such a great dad. I don't want to take her away from her dad. Got it. But you do your training camp in Washington. No, so Rick always comes out to my camps here and he'll bring like some bodies with him. So like Alex Gonzalez was one of my training partners. Um, and Brady, he uh, stand was one of my training partners. He'll bring people out, um, even from Las Vegas, Maria. Uh, Maria Favela was one of my training partners. Um, and he'll find the bodies and bring them to Chicago to come live with us. And then, and then we'll get the training camp on from there. Now, the guy that, like, broke your leg, remember that training, that idiot guy you were training, he, like, shattered your leg in 12 places, and you were, like, you almost career-ending. Like, totally. did you call him after you won the belt and be like, hey, fucker, <laughs> like, did, have you ever spoke to that guy? Yeah, so here's the little fun fact about that. When that gym accident happened, he quit the gym and never came back, and then circle back two years later maybe to the day i was downtown celebrating one of my friends's birthdays and he was down there super drunk we were both super drunk we ended up getting jumped him and i both it was the first time we had talked to each other first time seen each other since the accident we got jumped on the street and then that's when i got arrested because they said that i kicked that bouncer in the balls or whatever which is not true but that ended up coming full circle like what are the odds that like i tear all my ligaments out and then the next time i see you i'm getting jumped and arrested like i gotta stay away from that camp. but also why are you getting jumped i don't know anybody that gets jumped you're a hot girl that just got what is this world star like they just who, who jumped you uh it, so literally it was like a street brawl um and it started because my training partners that were there and like you know when alcohol gets involved people are always trying to like rough house you and try to like pump you up and stuff so we were all just like doing our own thing we ended up like bumping some guy and then this guy turned around, he smacked my ass. And so I shoved him to the ground and Whoa. I was like, 
don't ever touch me again. So then when the, when the bars were closing and everyone was leaving, we went outside the bar and uh, all of our friends had gone. It was just me and him and he's really short and small. So then all their friends came and attacked him and I, and I ended up literally like clotheslining the guy so hard in the neck, like get off of him because he was curled up in the fetal position, getting beat up by these three dudes. And so um, I literally clotheslined one guy in the neck and I'm, I swear to this, I, I bet you anything. He feel like he got cracked in the neck with a baseball bat. That's how hard I freaking hit him. Like I hit him so hard, get off of him. And I picked a juggy up off the floor. I'm like, we gotta go. We're getting jumped. Let's go. <laughs> so yeah, we yeah. ran and that was horrible. We'll never see that guy again. This guy just is bad luck. <laughs> Yeah. If he sees this, I love you, Juggy. I'm sorry that we keep getting these freaking situations. You ran and the cops like tracked you down? No, we ran to the bar that we started at, and the bartender was one of Rick's um, fighters that I've like refed his fights before. So I'm like, Levi, let us use the bathroom because my friend Juggy, he was literally bleeding out of his ears, his nose, his mouth. He was bleeding everywhere. I couldn't figure out where he was bleeding from. So I'm trying to clean him up. And so Levi was like, go for it, use the restroom. So we went to go get into the back of the, to the, um, bar to use the restroom but the bouncer was my boxing coaches at the time um arch nemesis like their rivals are heavyweights and so he knew exactly who i was and he was like you can use the bathroom he can't and he was not letting juggy in the bathroom with me and so we were sitting there arguing and he was like okay fine you guys are both out and so they he tried to kick us both out but like we were like we just need the restroom levi said we could use it levi's like i'm not trying to lose my job julie i'm sorry you guys gotta go and so uh the bouncer like picked me up and like threw me off the ledge and threw me out of the bar and I got back up and I like teep kicked him but he was like on a step so like he's tall he's a heavyweight and I went to the belly but I guess I got him you know in the junk or whatever and he's like we're calling the cops and I was like call, call the cops I literally took like three steps and I was like Woo -woo, and I was arrested oh my god yeah the nightmare well, I mean this is gonna be part of your book so her other sister by the way is a professional newscaster who's like this hot newscaster girl uh yeah. so the weather right she's like the weather girl she used to she and then she was the xbox live girl for microsoft she lives over in seattle um and now she's kind of like more behind the scenes she was just telling me today she was like i'm so glad i'm now behind the camera like i at once i she had to do a screen test and she was like sitting there in front of all these you know dudes gawking at her or whatever and she was just like man I'm so glad I'm not behind the camera anymore or in front of the camera anymore. So was she the hotter sister of you two or are you the hotter sister? Or, or She's way hotter than me, dude. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's like the white version and I'm like the, you know, caramel, <laughs> caramel queen version. Um, but she's, uh, yeah, she's gorgeous. Yeah, both of my sisters are very beautiful. So you, you were like the three hot chicks from Washington, basically. Well, well, Grace is lighter skinned than us. You know, it's weird. All of my family in Venezuela, they got light skin, blonde hair, blue eyes. And then oh. there's the rest of us that are like brown hair, brown skin, brown eyes. Um, so Grace was the lighter one of us. And uh, me and my other sister, we look like, you know, little dirty, dirty kids. And so... Um, and by dirty, I just mean that we were like darker. Like, I'm not trying to, okay, that's going to sound horrible. Somebody edit this. Part okay, out. Way, no, yeah, look okay. at you. It's okay. By the way, me and, by the way, me and Misha Tate are now good friends. She hated me because of Julian. The first time I had Julian on my podcast, it was like back in the day, I was like kind of trying to be like the Howard Stern of MA. So I'm like, so do you triangle guys during sex? And she's like, yeah, of course <laughs> I do. So, so I choke him out and then make him eat my, like it just became like ridiculous. And then Misha got <laughs> mad at me and she's like, I'm never doing your show again. Uh, if you make questions like that. And now two kids later, Misha's like the dirty comic. Uh, and, uh, so. <laughs> but, 
yeah yeah i'm uh she texted me you know she was obviously there she was uh she was um in the back before i went out i was gonna kill her because she came to the back uh while i was getting ready to go out and i'm like i specifically told everyone even mike like i don't want to see anyone i don't want to see mike i don't want to hug anyone before i'm about to go out there i literally don't want to talk to anybody and then like i'm trying to get ready to warm up and like here comes misha she's like literally taking pictures of me while i'm on the mat training and like i'm about to go out there and i was like i told you guys i don't want to see anyone um but yeah she wished me the best and she congratulated me off of course afterwards and uh and so I'm, I'm happy for her she's on big brother right now i hope she's killing it and uh and i can't wait for her to get out of there because i'm going to be in vegas for the next month was there ever a being nervous about like shit i may have to fight misha next because she's your friend no no um no because her head because she she's using my head coach as her head coach rick little and um she's gonna move down to 125 and fight there so what better thing for us to both be um two Washington girls and, and having the belts in 135 and 125 and, and both being from the Pacific Northwest. I think that's best case scenario for both of us. A Colby versus Masvidal. Who wins this fight? And who are you rooting uh, for? Okay, so I would have rooted for Masvidal and I thought we were boys or girls, whatever, but then he like was totally going against me in my fight with Amanda, which of course American Top Team makes sense, but since that's the case, I'm going to go with my original Pacific Northwest boy, Colby Cunnington, um, since Masvidal Obviously, little, doesn't. But, I mean, Juliana, there was a. I know a girl. We have a mutual friend who says you won't talk to her because she liked a post of one of your opponents. That's uh, true. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know which girl you're talking about, but there's probably like four of them. Like, hello, like, loyalty, loyal to the soil. If you are liking my opponent's <laughs> stuff, like you're dead to me. Dead. Wow. <laughs> Wow. Okay. Uh, I mean, you don't think maybe she could root for you, but also like the person? Or Here's the thing. I, I, whoever that person is, tell them that I'm sorry. I was in a fight camp, very sensitive. It's like PMS when you're in camp and I've grown up. I'm not mad at her anymore. I'm sorry. Well, the person takes pictures and has big boobs. So I think you'll know who we're talking about. <laughs> that was a really sensitive time in my life. And um, I, I, don't think I, I don't think I'm over that one. That one really honestly broke my Adam that broke Okay, all right, okay, I got it, okay. I, I just, there was something, we were talking about that, I think we brought up in a fighter, I'm like, that's one of the things I love about you. <laughs> Like, like, you have Dude, this girl's getting me all these signings and doing all this stuff I'm like sleeping at her house like we literally go everywhere together she knows that i'm about to have the biggest fight of my life and she's liking all of my opponent's stuff and like i'm just like i thought we were dude like i if i would have known that i would have not stayed at your house i would have okay not I, I wanna, found I wanna, all these places now and be like you told me that i like both of you uh but i i understand though i understand i understand where you're coming from it's a very personal thing. Fighters are sensitive. Fighters are sensitive. This is, uh, yes. Uh, so. so if you're dating a guy and he likes any other woman's post on Instagram, that's a problem, right? It, it's over. <laughs> <laughs> he has to be my biggest fan. My. <laughs> wow. You and my wife get along very well. I could see that why you guys. My wife is. She's I love Brie. Tell her hi, by the way. I, I will. She loves you, too. She, uh. She has she has this new makeup line for uh, from the girl from Cobra Kai, and she wanted to talk to you about it. And like, uh, so yeah. I love Cobra Kai. I love makeup. For, Hit for me Peyton, up. For Peyton List, the, the girl who's the bad girl in, in uh, Cobra Kai. So she oh. yeah, great. She, she By the way, I have another question for Juliana. So for your rematch with Amanda, Amanda yeah. was nothing but respectful after the fight in terms of her loss. I felt like. 
do, do you, is there animosity? Do you feel like you want to create animosity? You know, the show will try to develop it. Is it all going to be real or do you, have you guys talked about this pre pre ultimate fighter, what you're going to do? So we did split screen ESPN and that's going to air tonight. Um, and I honestly have no animosity towards Amanda. I, it's just all business for me. And this isn't something that, you know, I like have to build something up in my head and hate the girl in order to, to get the job done. That's absolutely not what it's about for me. And um, I think that it doesn't have to go like that on the show. And I have said this too. I am not going to do anything vindictive or malicious or anything like that. But if something happens to me, then it's on. So Just I'll play, I'll play fair. Try to make it happen. They will try to make a fight between you two. That's they're evil geniuses of people. Be careful. Oh, yeah. Oh. But she's, she, but she's right now. She left her gym. Uh, yeah. What did you weird? do? What, what did you say to the gym? What happened? Like, like, I, how I did, just said that it's like, that's not saying something mean. It's true. Like you've been there for how long? Like you're literally like the face of the gym. And then all of a sudden, like, you know, you lose one fight and you tell them all to stick it and you're going off to greener pastures. I mean, I don't understand it. It just sounds like a mess to me. That, that was and great. can I say that I wouldn't wish that on anyone, all right? Like, I wouldn't wish that kind of um, stress and gyms and coaches and everything like that on anyone. You'll now, what happened with Kayla Harrison? Was she just her sticking up for her friend? And she's a lot bigger than you. She's like, I mean, she's, she's 55, right? Yes. Um, see, that's the thing. Like, are they friends? Because, like, before the interviews for – um my fight they're like so amanda how do you feel about kayla being the team captain of american top team and amanda was like what are you talking about you know she, she's not the team captain and then like she, um, uh, uh, kayla obviously wanted amanda to win so that they could fight each other like who needs friends with enemies who needs enemies with friends like these you know yeah right exactly got it i don't i don't get it yeah man. kayla's good though kayla's a good fighter uh I don't know, man. I, I don't know what's going to happen for her because she's just bigger and better than everyone else in, in that weight class. Like, there's nobody that's like, she can't come out 35. Uh, you know no, I mean? but wouldn't you just encourage her to stay then at that point? Like you get to fight like scrubs and uh, you're going to be fighting for your next, what, third million? Like stay where yeah. the money is. Don't be stupid. Right, exactly. Well, listen, Juliana, uh, you're the best. I am so happy we're friends. You're one of my, f I, I went crazy when you won. I literally went ballistic. I can't wait That's for our awesome. kids to meet. Uh, when are you are you taking your kid to LA anytime soon? Yeah, actually, I'm going to be there on Thursday for Super Bowl Radio Row. I'll be there all Thursday, and you know what? I don't know if my publicist is going to meet me there to like watch my kid and help me so that I can get these interviews done. So you and Bree should bring your baby, and uh, let's Violet and Issa meet, and let's like, can you watch her for a little bit while 100%. I'm doing this radio my, row? We, you, we would love. We would be honored to watch your kid to have. Uh, yeah. That would be amazing. That would be so much fun. Uh, yeah. my, 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 my daughter loved Mackenzie Dern's daughter. They were like going crazy, but then that girl kept taking my daughter down uh, <laughs> and like pulling guard. She thought I was playing and, and Brie and Violet was like, why does this girl keep trying to like uh, break my arm? <laughs> Literally, they spent like the entire UFC 270 together sharing popcorn. They hung out the entire time, Mackenzie Dern's daughter and Issa. So that was, she's so cute. Her daughter's so cute too. Yeah. Yeah. But I haven't met your baby yet. And I, know. Uh, I 
I need some help while I'm doing these interviews for the Super Bowl covered. radio. We will, we will do, I will take your daughter. We'll, t- we'll do some, I got a double, I got a, another uh, baby chair in the car and we'll take her to all these little fun things. And Thursday, uh, I'm just there in the morning and then I leave at night. Uh, well, I know all the fun kid things to do in town. So uh, okay. that sounds really creepy, but I actually really do. Uh, so listen, um, Juliana. Next Penn, Thursday, I'm serious. Next Thursday. 1,000%. 1,000%. Okay. Free. Okay. Oh, she's on the phone. Anyway, okay. so uh, take care. Have fun. Okay. Uh, the, the guy who's fighting tonight in the PFL is also on this podcast, by the way. Uh, oh, nice. He's coming on next. The, 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 like the, the headliner, the dude that trains over oh. at, uh, at uh, Greg Jackson's. So, oh, uh, I, I don't know who that is. I only watch the UFC. Don't, uh, you also work uh, Combate, right? Yeah, yeah, Combate Global. That's the only other, okay, those are the only two organizations I watch. Yes, his name is Argueta. Uh, he's the champion, Daniel Aguerta. No, he's 6-0. and He's fighting Marian Santos, who's 12-0 and for the LFA tonight. Uh, and he's going to be on the podcast right now, as well as- Wait, 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 LFA tonight? Are you talking about here in Chicago? Because there's the LFA here in Chicago tonight that I'm going to. Yes. Oh, I thought you said PFL for some reason. I'm no, so no, sorry. No, 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 no. LFA yeah. tonight, yeah. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there. Yeah, the guy, yeah, because I, I recorded the interview earlier. So he's Daniel Aguerta is also on this podcast. So awesome. We well, him. best of luck to him. I hope he kills it. Seriously. He, he's from Chicago. So, uh, oh, you got that's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I will. Wait, is that the guy that was on The Ultimate Fighter? Yes. Oh, yes. No, I know Dan. Yeah. He also trains with the Karate Hottie and Holly Holm over at Greg Jackson's. And he was, Izzy's, uh, he was Izzy's wrestling coach. I'm just kidding. Awesome. <laughs> he's, dead. Right. Yeah, he's a really good guy. He's a really good guy. So he's also on this podcast as well. And then the karate hottie makes an appearance too. So Awesome. Okay. Well, have so much fun, you guys. I'll talk to you soon. You're the best. Take care. You're the best. Hang up for me, please. I will. I got you covered. Bye. Thank you. Bye. All right. Juliana Pena. She's awesome. Very cool. Yeah. And how long? You've known her for like 10 years? Since 2000, like... 11 maybe yeah, yeah wow. 2010 yeah yeah yeah. she's she's i mean she's good people i'm so happy for her i mean literally she's like you know one of these people like i tell my kids like because like i'm not gonna win my match i'm like jill Penn was a 10 to 1 underdog nobody counted her everyone counted her out yeah she, you know it's a matter of like whether or not you believe it doesn't matter I told my wife, I'm like, I think that Pena and me are the only people who think she's going to win. She's like, it's the only person that, that, that needs to believe it. Yeah. Everybody right. else's opinion. That's the problem with social media is that people, like, they think that because everyone thinks something, that's the way it is. And it's, like, not necessarily the truth. Yeah, for sure. All that, all that matters is what you think when it yeah. comes to your performance. I mean, you should write that. I mean, that's, that's a screenplay that's going to happen. You know what I mean? At some point. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because it's probably one of the biggest upsets in the history of, you know, combat sports, for sure. I think she wins the rematch, too, for real. Yeah. I, think, I, I think the other girl's broken as far yeah. as – I don't think she wants it anymore. I think that she's – and especially she's left her gym. You, you, you left Mako and Matt Brown – or Mike Brown and all those savages over at American Top Team, like, to do what? To start your own gym? Yeah. What? Are you crazy? Yeah. Like, I, don't, I don't understand that at all. You know, like you, you, you lost one fight in, in, in five years, one fight, yeah. you had one bad night. And that was enough for looking at the future. Like, how can I start making some serious money, have my own gym? 
Yeah, but she's anyway. I mean, she, she's made a lot of money. I mean, she, yeah. I don't get it. I mean, who knows? Who knows what really goes on or why she really left? A lot of it is so much of it's behind the scenes, you know? Yeah. I mean, you really never know what's going on. But, I mean, I thought Colby was crazy when he left, though. I'm, I called him up. I'm like, Colby, I heard you left ATT. Are you nuts? Uh, you're amazing. And he's, dude, that was, he's never looked better. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, he looked, he's looked a lot better. I mean, he just, he just happens to be against Usman, who might be the greatest of all time at 170. Yeah, but, for sure. But Colby's right there. I mean, those two, I think the second fight was a draw. Everyone thinks I'm crazy, but. Colby, are they going to have the third fight, do you think? Or is it done? I don't know. I mean, I think this guy Chimaev is the, you know, if he runs through Gilbert Burns, then Chimaev, whatever happens against him, then I think probably are going to do Usman Chimaev. And I don't know if anyone's going to beat this guy Chimaev right now. I mean, the way he's looking. Yeah. But, but we've seen this before, too. We've seen that, like, the guy, uh, Paulo Costa. You know, mm-hmm. remember, remember everyone was like, how good he looked, and then hype train derailed. Uh, you know, people thought Cody Nolove was never going to get beat. Yeah. Um, and then, for, for, not for a while. I mean, there's uh, Nganu in the beginning was just fucking, and all of a sudden, he ran into Stipe. Um, so I don't, you never know. It's, it's hard sometimes, like when a guy looks so dominant and you don't see any weaknesses and then all of a sudden you get to a fight and you see a lot of weaknesses. You're just like, yeah, oh. that was a mess, you know? Yeah, but Nunez lost along the way. That's she lost true. to Kat Zingano. She lost, I'm talking about when a guy's undefeated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or undefeated. And you're just like, wait, whoa, whoa, like, and just murdering people early. You yeah. Know? I mean, that happens at anything, you know, uh, you, all of a sudden. But it seems like a time, I, I don't know. It seems like a lot of times when you have, like, these dominant, dominant champs. I mean, uh, look at uh, Baral was the craziest one. Remember him? Yeah. He, like, well, I think Usada might have had something to do with that, too. But he was killing everybody. Every, and then all of a sudden, he ran into T. Dillashaw, and then he lost, like, nine in a row. Yeah. So much yeah. of this is mental, dude. Absolutely. Mental, mental, mental. mental. All right. Well, we're going to get Daniel Argueta on. Bill, I'm going to sign you off because I did that uh, because he could only do Monday night. It was a whole thing. I had to go kind of around the other way. But uh, thank you so much, and uh, have a good week, brother. You too, man. See you soon. Oh, the karate hottie. How's it going? Good, good. How are you? Sorry. It's okay. I'm Adam Hunter. Priority. So talk to me. She was holding me up. Of course. I'm Adam Hunter, by the way, karate hottie. (laughs) Well, you don't know her? No, I never met her. I, I'm good friends with, with like. Nice to meet you. Friends with all the stars. Please don't, please don't roast me. I, I won't. I, I no, no way. I, I, I'm not roasting you. I know I'm looking like an Asian toddler right now. But. You're roasting yourself. Um. <laughs> you got to do it before anybody can get a chance to. That's what I've learned. Of course, of course. I, I'm a good friends with B. Okay. Cool. Cool. The first time I met Adam was actually at a show in LA with B and Luis. Okay, great. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so but uh, by the way, good luck on your next what's your next fight? Uh March twenty sixth. Who are you fighting? Uh 
Amanda Rebus. A girl. Amanda Rebus. Amanda Rebus. Oh, it don't matter. I love her. She has to get smashed. <laughs> I love her. I'll smash her for I, you, Kate. I always... Wait, oh, this is being recorded. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually don't edit it. <laughs> That's hilarious. I love that. I'll smash her for you. She's hilarious. So, how are you doing, man? What's going on? Good, dude. I'm, uh... Here, let me find a... A spot. By the way, we're talking to Daniel Argetta, by the way, who's headlining the LFA this Friday night. First time ever headlining, right? Yes, sir. You are the main event. You are undefeated. You're 6-0. Uh, how does it feel to be the main event? Uh, you know, it, it feels good. I'm excited. It kind of sucks because I, I do like watching some of the fights after I fight, but uh, it's going to be cool, man. It's, it's at home. I have, you know, friends bringing party buses there. It's going to be so cool. I, uh, I worked my ass off for this, you know, and I know when I, when I began fighting, my first event was UFC Salt Lake City. I went with Cub Swanson. I was with him for fight week and everything, and it was the first time I've ever seen MMA fights. And I was, like, I was, like, kind of starstruck, but then he just let me know, like, hey, you're, we're gonna show you show it all to you because you know when it's your turn you won't be shocked by anything. Is there a lot of pressure though? Because I know people are like gonna hit you up for tickets and they want free tickets and they want like fuck no. My friends, they're not stupid. You know, you know how I thought I. You know, how usually people like doing the tickets on hand so they know what they're getting out of it and everything. I let everything happen online. I was like, I'm not doing this for ticket sales. You know, if you want to support me, support me. If you don't, okay, whatever. And, you know, I really, this time I was kind of cool. You know, we, my group of friends bought all the VIP tables just about. Good, good, good. About like, I think six or seven VIP tables. You know, so like the fact that they did that, I was like, I'm not even cool. You know what? I'm not worried about the general admission tickets because the way I look at it, if someone was just buying a general admission ticket, they're probably not super close friends with me. Those motherfuckers wouldn't mind me. <laughs> All right, you're taking a personal. Hell uh, yeah. Now, you're fighting a guy named Santos. His last name is Santos. Yes. Also 13 and 0. Oh, oh no. What do we know about Come this? Come on, dude. That was fucked up. That what was we, fucked up. What do we know about this? Sorry. 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 <laughs> Uh, you know, he comes from a smaller gym in Brazil, trains with a lot of uh, female UFC fighters out there at their camp. You know, he's got a, he's got a good skill set. He's patient. He's young. He's only 21. Uh, but I know some stuff about him that, you know, it's going to break him. Is there any place you can go to where there are not going to be someone hitting the bag behind you? Because <laughs> people are going to get every other word. I, I, Jeff, go work out. Go work out somewhere else. No, 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 no. Let, no, let, let, no I'm, I'm telling you to go. Let let Michelle work out wherever the fuck she wants. Yeah. Fighting Amanda Rebus. Uh, got a big fight coming up. Hey, do I uh, do I get extra if I get naked really quick? Of course. Yeah. Well, if you get Michelle naked, I'll give you my entire house. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> her, husband, her husband will whoop my ass. Don't say that. I thought she was divorced. Wait, she's 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 still married. Yeah, she's still married. Oh, which one? Oh, Holly Holm got divorced, right? Which is the one that got divorced? Yes, Holly. Holly got divorced. Holly, it was a, I'm pretty sure that was a rough one. So you're naked now in the sauna. This is great. I'm naked now. 
This is what everybody wants to see right now. Um, now, great. Now, now, what what weight is this fight at? One thirty-five. And what do you weigh now? More than that. <laughs> uh, no, I'm actually on track. I uh, I got down 143 pounds last night. Oh, not you're eight, eight over in like a week. That's, that's easy. 100. Well, I got down to 143 last night. Began my water load because that last five, six pounds is uh, that's the that's the killer right there. Um, I just got done training. I'm a gallon in already today. Gallon last night, so you know, staying patient. Flying to Chicago tonight, so. Well, I do the fight. The fight's not in Albuquerque. No, no, I I get to fight at home. That's how I sold that thing out. Oh, you. That's sweet of you. You think got I can sell out Albuquerque? Well, I, I figure home is Albuquerque for you right now. Got it. Got it. And that makes sense. Chicago. Got it. LFA. Isha, can I get in your office? I'm with that. I'm doing a show with Adam the Comedian. Adam the Comedian. Who's that? Uh, this is Misha. He's the manager of the gym. Oh, nice. That guy looks very angry. Hey, Misha. Oh, no, that's just his face. He's Russian. He's always angry. Oh, what's up, man? How's it going, Misha? What's up, is this is, this is Greg Jackson's get uh, Winkle John by the way in Albuquerque. Uh, I'm talking to the badass now. I, I was look researching you. You were you went to a, a, rational, a nationally ranked high school in wrestling in Chicago, right? Yes, sir. Well, they were nationally ranked when I was there. Wow. I mean, that's like that's huge. Just a, a regular public high school isn't a prep school or nothing. Regular public high school. You just happen to be in that district. Yeah, at the time, you know, uh, my sister was good friends with uh, the hometown stud. You know, she was friends with him. He was a three-time, two, I don't remember how many state titles he won. But when I was only like seven or eight years old, and he said, hey, you should get your little brother into wrestling. He's an asshole, and he's crazy. Wow. And so I started wrestling when I was about eight, and... You know, I just remember right away, you know, meeting the high school coaches, you know, they would come to the kids program once in a while. And, you know, so I knew these coaches that I was going to have in high school for almost my whole life. And they're still around today. You know, I, I'm actually going to go into the wrestling room tomorrow to get one of my final workouts. in. Wow. To the high school wrestling. Better make sure no one, no one hurts you. Some idiot, oh. like, you know, be a hero. Next thing you know. I'll, I'll fuck a kid up. Don't, don't <laughs> think I won't fuck a little kid up. Now, what were you ranked in high school? I wasn't even ranked in the co or in the country. You know, I uh, I'll tell you, but uh, it wasn't until my senior year of high school that I took like a turn. You know, I my freshman year, I didn't even start on the lineup until like a month and a half into season. You know, they pulled me into the varsity room right away. They put me on JV as you know varsity backup. I fucked around a lot. They taught me a lesson, threw me on the freshman team for a weekend. And my following tournament was like two, two weeks later, and I wrestled at the Dvorak, the Al Dvorak uh, tournament up north. And I think Iowa City, Iowa City West goes there, Montini goes there, uh, Chula Vista wrestles there. You know, it was a big tournament at the time. And I did well. I almost actually got a medal there, my first varsity tournament. A week before I wrestled on the freshman team because I was fucking around. 
Wow. And then I was like, oh, okay. That season got most improved my sophomore year season. I qualified for state in uh, – who won my bracket? BJ Fattrell won my bracket my sophomore year. Uh, junior year – junior year, I fucked up. You know, I, it was the first year they did, like, uh, there was walkovers in the sectionals or – no, there weren't walkovers. It cross-bracketed after they lost. And a guy that I beat first round ended up qualifying for the state tournament, and I didn't. Uh, I ended up so finally, so senior year, you're like, this is my, it's like now or never. That was junior year, yeah. That was junior year. And I qualified, you know, I started taking a turn, you know, qualified for Fargo that year. That summer, I actually, I tore my meniscus at training camp, oh. wrestling with our Danes. I tore my meniscus. And then my senior years, when I was like, fuck this uh, you know no more no more excuses no more fucking around I'm, I'm gonna do well and you know i think i went into the state series ranked like fourth in the state and that bracket was wild i i don't know what the numbers are but if you look at that bracket the amount of division one all americans is crazy uh you didn't place the state huh you didn't place yeah, I, I made it to the semifinals. I made it to the semifinals. I got, I, had, I was having a good tournament, and I lost to Lucas Smith. He went to he wrestled at Central Michigan. I lost to Lucas Smith. He was a returning two-time state champ. All year he ducked me at the beginning of the season. And all year I wanted to wrestle, and I was up by one, up by one point eight seconds on the clock. He's down, does a stand up, runs out of bounds. Oh. Go back, go back to the center, does a stand up, and as I'm about to. I'm lifting him. I'm about to return him inbounds so that no one gets a stall yeah. call because I didn't know if I was going to get one. Fucking hits a Granby roll. Ankle picks me on the way down, scores two. Oh. Right, on, right on the circle. But, Beat so me. but you end up going to college, into, uh, Wisconsin Parkside, which I actually performed. Yes. I uh, performed there. I did comedy there a couple times. No uh, way. That sucks. <laughs> what is what it is. Um, did you get recruited there or did you walk on? I got recruited there. So, uh, at, at the end of the tournament, you know, I, the guy that I lost to in my first wrestleback, he actually ended up wrestling at Princeton, Kevin Moylan. And then he ended up winning a title the following year. Um, who he beat? He beat Brian Murphy from... Doesn't matter. Yeah. I don't care about you. Yeah. Fuck, right, go on. Yeah. Fuck those guys. We don't like them anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so the assistant coach was actually at the state tournament and recruited me right after I got my state medal. And I was like, that's pretty cool. Like, yeah, I was like, you know what? I'm going to do that because I didn't get into the University of Illinois. I didn't get into any of these universities. They wanted me for wrestling, but I couldn't get in. Did you All-American over, all, all over at uh, Wisconsin? No. Listen to this shit. I quit my fifth year. I quit my fifth year. Each season, I would start, you know, top 10, top 12. And just I wouldn't. I wouldn't perform. I didn't give a shit, dude. I, I'd rather be in the bar. I'd rather be having fun. I, I hated cutting the weight. I hated, I hated training. I wasted it all. But, you know, all that helped me realize what I have now. And, you know, I always had coaches and teammates tell me, you are probably one of the best wrestlers in this room. But you, you don't do the extra. And I, I agreed to it. You know, I, I didn't. I even, you know, I tell people now, like, I'm that fucking guy that does extra. I'm that guy. No one's allowed to beat me because well, I do. Well, now you need to make money at it, you know? So, yeah. 
So then Izzy brings you over. Izzy knows you from mm-hmm. Chicago and says, mm-hmm. I want you to be a wrestling coach over at Jackson or the assistant. Yeah. So he, yeah, he brought me over and uh, first I was coaching at his academy and then I was also coaching at Montini. Uh, brought me out to New Mexico to help Holly before a fight and introduced me to the gym. And I just remember getting here and they, it's actually in this office where they used to have all the equipment. They, they gave me new stuff and were like, oh, when you're not training Holly, be at class. And I'm like, okay. You know, I'm living you know, in the home. hard figuring out Holly because she's such a boxer, a great boxer, and you're a wrestler. And you know how hard to go with her. I mean, it was a hard being her. Yeah, trainer. you know, she was a good partner for me. It was, you know, at the time, it, it was good for me. It was just getting hit in the face, getting used to it, and trying to take her down. Did you train her before Rhonda? No, no. It was, it was after Rhonda. Okay, so after Rhonda. Her, her wrestling got so much better. So. Dude. Well, I'm not taking any credit for that. Her wrestling got better after once I started my career off with Cub. Her wrestling just went. Nah, man, it's, it's, I think it's, that's because that's because Izzy started. Izzy took the job that he introduced to me. He started coming out here again. Now and now and now, Pico. I mean, you have some some bangers over there. Aaron Pico. I think he's a little heavier than you, but he's. Did you uh, train with him? Is that one of your training partners? Yeah, we. You know, me and Aaron. Uh, we never really spar with each other anymore just because once I made the weight class drop, it, it got hard for me to go with, you know, bigger guys, especially at this moment in camp. Uh, but we grapple with each other, wrestle with each other. Man, I'm, I'm fucking lucky. That dude, there was me, a wrestler from Iowa, and a wrestler from Stanford in a group with Aaron Pico. He beat my ass first, and I was like, I felt so down. I'm like, man, I'm the worst guy in this group. And then he started whooping the fuck out of all three of us. And I was like, oh, it's like that. He's the that Iowa, The guy wrestled for Iowa. He was, he was beating up. And I just like, wrestling, wow. He, I'm, we're wrestling. Shoes on. And I'm like, whoa, he's that good. You know, it was wild. Now, Greg Jackson, I mean, he's been to camp, to camp, to camp. And it seemed like he was, like, going to be kind of a wash. Like, you're like, oh, no, this guy might be a bust, a big-time bust. And Jackson turned him around to the point where now he's looking like a world champion. What do you think oh, I, about, about about that? How do you how do you think that that happened? How did it happen? Yeah, me. <laughs> Seriously, me. What, what do you mean? Talk to me. How? Why is it your? We were in California, and Pico actually came to train with us one day with uh, Archuleta, Cub, TJ, and I. And it was he was I think he was in a rough he was just in a rough patch. It was after a loss, and he was like, "Hey, you know, I was just coming back. I didn't live there out there yet." And I was out there visiting. He's like, hey, how do you like New Mexico? I'm like, I fucking love it. The coaches are the best, you know. They're teaching me how to fight. You know, they're teaching me how to use my wrestling to fight. You know, and they're, they're trying to balance me out. I'm like, I'm like, why? You, you think about going? He goes, yeah, I'm thinking about checking it out. I'm like, okay, I'm going to let Coach Jackson and Wink know that, you know, you might be going out there. And I message them. They're like, all right, great. A week later, I'm already back in Albuquerque, and Pico is out there visiting. Wow. Now, two weeks later, he already had a house. Was it a hard adjustment for him? Like, were people like, was he like the new guy? Were people trying to go hard on him? Was he like, but, 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 but I'm saying like, why, how, how come Greg Jackson was able to get to him when all the other coaches weren't? The same way he got to me when I got no, here. Like, like connect to him. I'm saying like, what was, what is it about Jackson? Like, what is he? Is it I don't know what it is, man. I, I think uh, the nice thing about Coach Jackson is everyone has their own relationship with him. 
everyone has a different one with him. You know, my relationship with him is I never feel like I'm doing enough. I'm like, coach, like, what can I change? What can I do? Like, what? And he has to tell me, like, stop. Like, you're fine. Pull back. You're fine. And I'm like, you know, that's my connection. Of, like, I'm just like, oh. you know, he's helped me. Greg has helped me through so much shit, like, so much personal stuff, so much life things that I can't imagine what he's done for someone like Aaron, you know, deep down. You know, that, that's something special because I could see what he did for me and I'm nowhere near where Aaron has gotten since he's met Greg. told Aaron stop giving a fuck about the fans and being exciting and just stick to what you're good at. Let's get some wins and stop going punch for punch people. Like, here's the percentage of you winning doing what you're doing. Here's the percentage of what you're doing if you use your wrestling. It's like 99% of you use your wrestling. It's 50% if you're going punch for punch. Is that correct? Yeah. No, I, I agree with that. And I, you know what? I'm sure that was – that was a part of a lot of their conversations. Right. It had to have been. You know? Yeah, no. Us two, us two, we're not at Aaron's level, and we we know. like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know, man. I, I don't know if people haven't watched your fights. I've watched all your fights. I don't. You haven't lost a second of a round. Every single fight, you've taken the guy down and beaten the shit out of him. Like, it was not even close. It was uh, – even in Combate – uh, which I watched a couple of your combate fights. I didn't even know which one you were because since you're speaking Spanish and a couple of, you look similar to the other guy. And I'm like, and then I'm like, oh, I know exactly who he is based on the fact that you won the fight. Um, so yeah, man. I mean, have you lost a, a second of a fight yet? Yes. I, I absolutely lost the third round of the ultimate, my ultimate fighter fight. Okay. So what, what happened there? You know what? He just I going into that into that tournament, I was a second round pick for Team Ortega or first round pick for Team Ortega. And you know, everyone was picking their fights and I drew the you know, the second day to fight. And they're like, Who do you want? And I'm like, I want I want the guy with the best record. I'm I'm winning this fucking thing. Let me take care of the hardest guy first. So who do you think that is? And they're like, Ooh. I was like, I think it's Ricky. He's got the best record. He has the most experience. He has, he's been in the big shows already. He's been on contender series. And I'm like, I want him. I'm going to whoop the shit out of him. And they're like, okay, yeah, that's a good win. Dude has a good fight IQ compared to me. I, I, since I fought him, I was like, I'm like, oh man, like, like watch it. I've watched that fight a hundred times now. And I'm like, fuck, I won the first. The second was very, uh, very close, and I think for the sake of the TV show and the, you know, Dana wanting to be a little bit more entertained, yeah, yeah. They, they got the third round, and uh, Ricky actually he rocked me. Twenty seconds into the first round or the third round, and I was like, oh fuck! I shot on him, threw up a triangle. He he missed, but we ended up in a scramble where he took my back, and he just body triangled me. He didn't do any damage, and I was just fighting that body triangle. I did not stop moving for four and a half minutes. UFC for that. I'm surprised you didn't get picked to make the UFC. What were you? Not cool enough. Oh, come on. Really? Fucked up, right? That's fucked up, huh? You're too nice, you think? You're too good of a person? Is that what it was? I could do some fucked up shit. They want me to do some fucked... No, I'm kidding. I'm not doing it. My mom will be pissed. No, I... I love this sport, man. I... It made me a better person, you know. Being around Cub, it, like I said, I was a shithead when 
I was a shithead when I started. Izzy fired me because I was, I did some fucked up things. And uh, what did you well, do? I told him. Uh, oh, I uh, I was out all night till like probably three in the morning, and I had to be at the academy with a school bus to pick up a bus full of kids to oh, take no. them to go watch the Midlands. And I was still fucked up from the night before, and I was I was like, ah, oh, he doesn't know, and I fucking started driving this bus to Northwestern. He was driving behind me. He pulled up in front of me, pulled into a gas station, said, get the fuck out of the car. You're fucking done. I know you're fucking drunk. And I was like, I was a 22-year-old kid. I was like. Oh, my God. Well, you're pretty lucky. I mean, you should, that's, you're very lucky because that would have yeah. been. Oh, oh. It, if it weren't for that moment, I'd probably be dead or what time is it? Right now. It's Monday. I probably wouldn't be at the bar yet. It's Monday, but oh my that's God. where I'd be right now. Did you, you quit drinking? Um, so I quit drinking for about two years. Two years. Um, went cold turkey once. You know, he fired me. Cub Swanson hit me up, said, "Hey, are you coming out to New Mexico or to California still?" And I said, "Oh, is he actually fired me?" So I think you know maybe if you could put in a word, I was like, "I'm a dumb kid." I'm like, "Hey, I'm willing to change my life." Cub didn't message me back. And like two weeks later, he Cub messages me, hey, meet Izzy tomorrow, give him a phone call. And it was like a day before I was supposed to go to California. And Izzy just went off on me at breakfast, fucking just off, yelling. We're in this little diner with six tables and everyone's sitting down eating. And it's just me and Izzy at a table. And he's just going off on me, yelling at me. And people are looking. And I'm like, oh, fuck. He puts a plane ticket on the table. He's like, why the fuck should I give this to you? I'm like, because I'll change my life. And I'm, I mean, he's just, it's only been two weeks since I stopped drinking and fucking, you know, messing up. And he's like, just so pissed. He's like, I'm going to give this to you and it's for Cub. It's not for you, it's for Cub. Because you're never going to fucking train in Chicago again. You're done. You're going to fail. You're going to fucking die with that bottle in your hand. You're, you're done. Like you're, you're a piece of shit. And I was just like, fuck. God damn it. Okay. Went out to Cubs and, you know, I was excited. I'm like, okay, I'm going to California. This shit's going to be so fun. It's, woo, Cali. I get out there and, you know, Cub puts me in a, I get there, Cub puts me in a bedroom. I think I had like a bed sheet as a blanket, a pillow with no case. Kendall wasn't living there yet. And a fucking laundry hamper. Oh, and he, was like, he was like, all right, I have a fucking training bag and a, small suitcase he's like all right you're gonna run in the morning then we got training then when we get back from training you're gonna go running again when you get done running you know lay down for a little bit then we got training again then you can lay down we'll eat and then we got training at night we wow. did that for three we did that for months you cub tj and archuleta it was just, it was just me and cub it's you and cub living at his house in palm springs before he moved to orange county wow and then you and went Juan would come out once in a while and we were at his boxing gym at the time. So we're there and that the gym that Cub owns, you know, in Palm Springs. But we did that for months and it wasn't fun. No. <laughs> it wasn't fun, but I it whipped me into shape. You know, it got me in the best shape of my life. I quit drinking. I I was I was list I was doing what I said I was gonna do. I was changing I was trying to change my life. Well Cub is an angel. Man, Dude, that's awesome. For real, it's you know, I have an older brother at home, best older brother ever, fucking number one fan. Me and him are like two peas in the pod. And then I go to California where I think, oh, I'm all alone now. Now I got 
the best older brother in MMA. That's amazing. I love that story. Now, were you training with TJ before the Cejudo fight? When he got, when he got busted? Uh, we, were, we were grappling a lot at Gracie Baja, yes. Now he got busted for EPO or EPO. Did you, could you tell the difference? What? No, I don't fucking know. I had no idea. Honestly, like, people always ask me, and I'm like, I don't fucking know. All the dudes I train with are bad motherfuckers. Most of them are passing drug tests. You know, I, I he fucked up. Yeah, you yeah. know, if, if I would have known, I probably wouldn't have been there. Right, of course yeah. not. Now, now, John Jones at your gym, were you there for all that drama? No. Really? No, thank God. I was, I was in California. I was actually talking to my mentor. My mentor's, uh, my mentor's Greg Jackson's best friend, the guy that actually trains John Jones in shooting, bald guy. I live with him up in the mountains here in New Mexico. Gun? Huh? Shooting guns? Yeah. John Jones knows how to shoot guns? You haven't seen that? No. He's good, man. He's good. Go, go on his Instagram. He's Oh, God. My, my mentors taught him how to shoot really well, man. He's oh, good. Man. Oh, man. He's good. And he's professional about it. He's Because pro he works with real professionals. You know, it, there ain't no fucking around. I may not write, make any more jokes about him now. I know he's like a, a shooter. Uh, but you weren't there when he hit underneath the octagon at the gym or anything? Or? No, no, I wasn't out here yet. No, you weren't out there yet. That, was even, that wasn't at this location. That was at uh, the ghetto gym. Were you there when Diego Sanchez uh, had his new trainer? When that <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever meet that guy? Yeah. What was that like? Good. He gives a great massage. Oh, come on. No, I'm fucking kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I mean, so did, did, did that guy come into the, into, into the gym at all or no? Yeah, he did. And you know what? I don't know why the fuck he let him in. I just <laughs> like, The funny part about it, he bypassed us. And he went and started training. Diego didn't introduce him to him. That's what's crazy. Sounds like an excuse. Did he was he giving Diego weapons or chasing the around with a knife or doing yoga with him or blowing up balloons he was chasing balloons. Oh yeah, he was chasing balloons around the octagon. He oh really he was blowing up balloons and chasing Diego with the balloons? Throwing them around and Diego had to like catch him or not to let him touch him. Were you guys just staring at him like what the fuck's going on right now? Yo, I believed it. <laughs> you believe what? That it was Helping. Come on, a guy. He has balloons, and he's chasing the <laughs> and and no and nobody's okay. saying anything about this. You never wanted to go to clown school. I, I did want to go to clown school. Yes, but I, I would just. That's crazy. I mean, I can't believe that you guys will let allow that to happen. Well, you know what? What I'll say about this place. Everyone's got their little bit of crazy in them. That's true. I have my. I got my little bit of crazy in me. Were you there when Mike Perry was there? That was the best. Why? That was probably one of my favorite times being here. Well, why is that? So I, I like Cowboy. Me and Cowboy, you know, we get along. Cowboy's Ranch is actually like 15 minutes away from my house. I haven't been there in a while. Actually, I gave his, uh, his son Danger my pet tortoise when I moved. Oh, nice. So my tortoise lives at the ranch now. Um, you know, I, I like him. We have a good relationship, but... uh. 
I couldn't leave the gym. All my training partners were here, and you know, Cowboy left his Perry and whatnot. And Perry, he hits me up one night. Hey, what are you doing? And I, I'm like, I'm actually, I'm gonna go to this bar and I'm gonna have a glass of wine with my girlfriend. You know, at this time I was, I was having glasses of wine. Once I realized, oh, I can drink now. I'm okay. I'm not. I'm okay. Right. Uh, and so I'm there. I'm having a glass of wine. And Perry's texting me. Hey, man, where are you? I'm like, I'm sitting here. I turn around and he's sitting in the booth behind me at this loud bar. And he, he's like, all right, how Sits down at the, at the bench in front of the table in front of where I'm sitting. And some, some chubbier dude come, like, sits down next to him and just staring at him, fucking sweating and shit, just staring at Perry. Mike's like, hey, what's your deal? And this kid's like, you're Mike Perry. And he's like, yeah, so? He's like, whoa, can I get a picture? He's like, he's like, can I have a picture with you? And Mike's like, get the fuck out of here. Get away from me. <laughs> Fucking sitting on the bench like this, kicking this dude off the bench, kicking him, kicks him off the, <laughs> kicks him off the bench. And Dude, let me tell you, my girlfriend, I always joke around. She's like, I call her the princess of Albuquerque. You know, her, yeah. her father was a politician. Her father wrestled at the university. He was a pro kickboxer, you know, and she, she's very smart. She was a scientist here. Now she's in dental school in California. Smart girl, super, you know, respectable. And I didn't tell her who was meeting us out. She didn't know who the fuck that was. And so after that, she would just, you know, whenever we would go get a glass of wine, she'd be, I'd be like, oh, do you want me to text my friend? She goes, oh, yeah, so you can bring Tattoo Face. <laughs> she's never, she never seen a, a Floridian. She's never seen a Floridian before. So, you know, Mike does all, all that. And then my girl's like, what the fuck, Dan? I'm like, ooh, I didn't know he was crazy like that. She goes, he has a tattoo on his face. What do you mean? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't think twice about it, dude. Uh, he just started kicking a fan away from him. I mean, oh, I, oh, dude, just the dude was trying to slide in into the seat with him, and Mike's on. Mike's on his back. Oh. I, mean, I don't even think he was drinking. He's on his back, kicking this dude. He's like, "Get away from me!" Yelling, and everyone's looking at him, and I'm like, "Oh, fuck. man." The worst part about all that is that I, uh, my girlfriend and I got a a gym membership at like a fitness club here yeah <clears throat> and this fucking dude that was working the front desk was always looking at me here like yeah i'm a happy dude yeah yeah, yeah. Like, i walk in hey how's it going how's your day cool have a good day boys and i'd always say this to this dude and then my girlfriend goes i'm like telling her i'm like why is that dude such a dick yeah he goes you don't remember him and I'm, like, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, and after like a month, I'm like, I'm like, you know, what? I'm going to give it some time. Maybe he won't be a dick to me like in a week. Still was a dick. And one day I just went up to him. I'm like, hey, man, uh, you look really familiar. And I asked my girlfriend who you were. And she told me that you were the guy that Mike Perry was kicking at the bar. Right. And he goes, yeah, I remember you. And I'm like, dude, that was the first time I ever hung out. It wasn't your fault. Come on. First of all, that was Mike Perry. I am so sorry. Trust me, I never hung out with him outside of the gym after that. <laughs> now, how did Mike Perry and John Jones get along? When they were, were they friends? 
I think I, I, I'm kind of the lone wolf, man. There's all whatever gym you go to. There's little clicks and shit. You'll never see me. You know, it's kind of fucked up. You'll never really see me outside of the gym with a group of the fighters because, like I said, we all got a little bit of crazy. I know that if I hang out with one of these, I'm like the comedy lone wolf. I don't have clicks. I stick to myself. Yeah. If I if I go out with all these dudes, we're getting in trouble. Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna be up to no good. Like I I know. Nothing good's coming out of that, yeah. you know. So I, I stick to my training. I hang out with, you know, my okay. mentor who lives up at the house. Like, so and I don't really know. My last question: how their relationship was. My last question is: uh, you had a wet dream the other night. What was this wet dream you had? There, I just heard my wet dream. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh fuck! We're like, being yeah, dude, it was the best. I needed, I really, I know. Here, hold on. Can you see me? Hear me? Yeah, yeah, I got you. So, I don't understand. You, you're, you're like 29 um, years old and you're having yeah. weapons. Uh, how is it? Hello? Fuck, I think I'm actually losing you right now. Hello? How, like, oh, man. All right. Yo. Yes. Okay, so we, we're in the house, and everyone's like, oh, like, how do you jerk off? There's cameras everywhere. Right. And they're all talking, and Andre, bearded Andre, goes, yeah, man, I was in the shower. And I'm like, just showering, and I look in the mirror, and I see the camera pointing at the mirror, pointing at the shower. And I'm like, I'm dying. I'm like, what the fuck are you guys jerking off? You know... There is something watching us at all times here. Right. And they're like, oh, fuck it. I'm going to do it anyways. And I'm like thinking, I'm like, nah, fuck that, dude. I'm I'm cool. Like, I can't even process that. I got all these cameras. I got a big fight coming up. I'm like, I, I, no, I'm not going to fucking jerk off in front of all your dudes here at this house and then have that on film. And they're like, oh, okay. And, like, it was day 30. All these guys telling how they're doing it. Yeah, I go in this corner. Oh, yeah, they can't see me in the, in the toilet room. Or I just go under my blankets in the middle of the day when, they, when my roommates at practice. <laughs> and, and day 30, I wake up. I got this big old fucking oyster in my boxers in the morning. And I'm, like, looking down, big old spot. And I'm, like. Oh, my God. Did and I, I look up. I look up in the corner of the bedroom. I look at the camera in my room, and I'm like this. I stand up. I look down at my crouch, and I just go, yes! <laughs> and I grab those dirt, those fucking sticky-ass underwear. I throw them away. I go outside, and Andre Petoskey is out by the pool in a fucking thong, like a little Speedo cleaning the pool, and all the other guys, you know, Vince Murdoch, their little gang, they're tanning outside. And I'm smiling all fucking funny, and... Andre looks at me, he goes, no way. And I'm like, way. He's like, it happened. And I'm like, yup. I was like, I'm just fucking, I couldn't hold it in. I'm just oozing testosterone. Just, it just, it just comes out of me. What can I say? And they're like, oh my God, Dan was so supercharged that he just oozed it all out. Well, congrats, man. I think that should be your nickname for Saturday or Friday night, wet dream. I think oh, you should change your nickname to Wet Dream. Dude, that would be 
awesome, but my girlfriend's parents are gonna be there. Okay, <laughs> who cares? <laughs> like, so check this out. This is even better than that. So I went to SHOT Show. Do you know what that is? No. It's like a convention in Vegas. It's the largest convention for, uh, for you know, uh, hunting, military, hunting, law enforcement, you know, all that stuff. Like all the technology and everything. And my mentor's friend who sponsored me for this fight, he's friends with the creator of Fleshlight. Oh, no. That guy works for a very, very important optics company now. But, you know, I was like, oh, man, are we going to meet him over here? He's like, yeah. I was like, dude, get me a Fleshlight sponsorship. And so they were trying. Like, he's texting this dude, and this guy's like, yeah, I want to meet him. I want to meet him. And then, they, you know, we, I hear this whole story. But then the next day after dinner, we go to the optics place to go meet him. And he was all busy. I'm like, ah, no worries. But, dude, I wanted to walk out the Fleshlight. Oh, that would have been amazing. To- well, listen. To my fight and like pull my mouthpiece out of it and then like give the place like <laughs> over hilarious. Friday night, Dan, kick some ass. So proud Thank of you. Thank you, Adam. Long way. It's an honor to have you on the show. And uh, I'll talk to you soon, brother. Thank you, Adam. I appreciate it. No problem. All right. Well, that's our podcast. Thank you guys so much and take care.